Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andre, it is an amazing time to be alive if you are a mid-sized truck freak and you like off-roading. In fact, I call it the golden age. And I call it mid-sized truck madness. <laughs> I think that's a perfect name for this podcast. Yeah. It is such an amazing time to be a mid-sized truck fan. Yes, of course, it's hard to get them. But if you look at what's available nowadays, my point, and it will be unless someone proves me wrong and nobody will, these are the most capable off-road pickup trucks in their class ever. Ever. For yes. all of them. Yeah, for all time. Yes. And uh, so how about the, on this episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast, mm-hmm. we go over all the latest news right. because uh, mid-sized segment is still heating up uh, because recently GMC Canyon was unveiled. Yes. We haven't spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about it yet, so I want to really dig into that. Right. Um, also, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes. And there's a couple of questions on Patreon.com for TFL car and truck that I want to go over because they relate to mid-sized trucks. Okay. And also hit some additional news in the full-size truck market. Okay. So why don't we get started right away with our Patreon? What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, let's thank you guys because uh, th- we're not sponsored by a giant corporation for this podcast. Believe it or not, we really are broke. <laughs> so thanks to your support. So your support, yeah. yeah, this is huge. Thank you. So recently, within the last few days, Apple Support 518 uh, supported us. So oh. thank you for Apple Support. Thank you. <laughs> and Ron Barry, Ron, they appreciate your support Thank a you, lot. Ron. Run. That's huge. Uh, we also have several questions, like I said. So we'll get to that as we're moving through uh, the subjects. Right. I, let me explain really quickly. Patreon is the best way to communicate directly with us. If you support us, then we can directly answer your questions right here on our podcasts. So both, but also in Patreon.com itself. That's right. So yeah. we're able in multiple ways to reach out to you guys and actually have a conversation. Um, and how do they support us? Yeah, you just go to patreon.com slash TFLcar. So we, have, we do have eight channels, mm-hmm. but one Patreon page, TFLcar. 
Gotcha. All right. So should we move on? But actually, before we get started, I wanted to throw something out there. Now, we are going to be talking about mid-sized trucks. However, the capability increase of off-roading doesn't just stop there. As a matter of fact, recently, Ford introduced the brand new Ford Maverick Tremor, right? I knew you were going to say that. Right. And the Ford Maverick Tremor, once again, upping the ante with off-road capability. I was stunned. I did not know they were going this way. I thought that we were going to see an ST or something like that first. Mm -hmm. This blew me away. Making a vehicle, a unibody, basically a car, much more off-road capable with a locking rear diff, better ground clearance, and other goodies, is fantastic. And this, once again, points to it being the golden age of off-road trucks. Yes. And, Nathan, I have to take one step back. Uh, just for just a moment, maybe go look higher at oh. a higher perspective. Okay. So I, I want to say that the reason why we're talking about midsize trucks and also compact trucks at some level right. here is because we love affordable pickups. Yes. And there is kind of a conflict here, right? Mm -hmm. So we love off-roading. Uh, we love adventuring and camping and all that stuff. Right. Um, and we love off-road capability for that reason, you and I and many of you guys out there listening and watching, but it comes at a price. Always. Yes, so, and uh, we're talking about dollars here. Um, so uh, I wanna keep that in mind as we're going through this because yes, we can talk about the new GMC Canyon AT4X Edition 1, which is an amazing looking pickup, very highly capable, yeah. and, and we're showing just, some pictures. Just looks insane, yeah. But it's pricey. Yes, yes. And the same goes for its cousin, which would be the Chevy Colorado, the ZR2 package, and all that other stuff. And we'll be talking about some other trucks as well. And the reality is, is that you are paying a lot, a huge premium, in order to make a vehicle from the factory off-road capable. However, and what is important is that as you are willing to boil down to smaller trucks and you're looking at less equipment and smaller engines and whatnot, you are able to get capability. And this is why I brought up that Ford Maverick. Exactly. And you suddenly have something that is far more capable than its brethren and at the same time more affordable. And then you work your way up from there. So, yes, these trucks are getting stupid expensive. We've always said that. However, and this is the hope. While there are these really high-level ones that are just absolutely crammed with stuff, maybe some of these truck makers will come out with a four-wheel drive version of their trucks that may not have as much goodies, and, but may have the off-road equipment and be less expensive. Yeah. And we're also seeing this. This yes. is a, this is an industry trend, and Ford is. Um, we'll talk about Ford in a, in a couple of minutes, right? Because uh, I want to go in this in kind of a newsy order mm -hmm. and also alphabetical order. Um, so. In the newsy order, GMC Canyon is first okay, because uh, that's the newest one, yes, right? Yes, it is. But Ford is also, you know, they have the FX4, they have the Rattler now in the F-150, they have the Tremor, they have the Raptor, okay. they have the Raptor R, they have, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and th there's and that's so much their, choice. Yeah, and that's yeah. just their full-size truck. Yeah. And, and uh, we're about to see a new Ranger come out, yes. and we do expect to see several different versions of the Ranger that'll go directly against what General Motors is doing and Nissan and eventually Toyota. Yeah. So what GM is doing, they're unleashing a next generation of their midsize trucks. Mm -hmm. uh, in the previous episodes, we talked about the Colorado a little bit, right? Yes. The new 2023 Colorado pickup lineup. We'll mention it here as well. But the GMC is the cousin, obviously. It's a little bit more luxurious, yes. a little bit more dressed up cousin. And For honestly, I, I, as much as I like the new Colorado, I, yeah. I really like the way this GMC looks. I, I, I do not agree with anybody who said, oh, my God, it looks just like a Toyota Tacoma. 
dudes, no, it doesn't. There's one spot on the truck that kind of sort of looks like it, and that's it. The interior, the, look at this interior design. For those of you who can't see it, it's a multicolored interior design that looks very comfortable and has, uh, what was that? Is that the 12 inch? screen so the center screen is like 11.3 ish okay. so what they did they they took the screens that are available in the silverado and sierras yeah the latest ones and they shrunk everything down just a couple inches because the whole truck is smaller it's a much smaller truck yeah. actually yes and it's about six inches narrow if you look at total width mm -hmm. and it's about of course it's, it's shorter and it's kind of smaller in every dimension this is one of the reasons why i love mid-size and small trucks because as awesome as it is to have these massive, you know, Ford, you know, Raptors and TRXs and all that stuff. That are like 85 <laughs> inches plus wide. Right. You can't fit on a lot of Colorado trails, a lot of trails in general. I know some of you guys are like, well, you can go busting weeds in the middle of Kansas. Great. Yep. You can do that. But a lot of these midsize and small trucks can go almost anywhere by comparison. And that is huge. Plus, they fit in the garage and they tend to be a little bit more efficient and a little bit less expensive to buy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to just spend a little bit more time on this 84X interior. Right. Look at those toggle um, switches. Yeah. So I, I think this was, and I'm going to use their terminology, bold. GMC uh, loves that, this I word. I hate it when these guys use the okay, word bold. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't use but it. But everybody uses that term. But here, here's why it is so. It's because I think they took a chance. I think yeah. they really injected color, like you said, red accents, stitching. And red is not just only on the stitching. You see it on the knobs, on the switches, on the uh, vents. vents. Even Yeah, and, and on the rotary dial down there. And it also trims out the, uh, the, the sides of the switches, actually, yeah. which is... It, GM has moved up in their uh, quality. Now, quick question. Have you seen physically been on the inside of this truck? Not in the GMC, but I have been. Look at this. I have been right next to and inside of the new... 2023 Colorado ZR2. Which has a similar layout, but not quite and as luxurious. And the same size. Right, it's the well, same size. the same size, size. They're, yes. They're brothers. Yes. Um, and does it have you know, the same powertrain and all that other stuff? Same off-road suspension setup? Basically. So uh, I this was a very unique opportunity, by the way. So yeah. thank you to Chevrolet for helping me with this. Because I, I went to their Milford Proving Grounds, and I had uh, personal time with the Colorado in person. Um, so I got to crawl around it and look at it. And, you know, it's a little bit different when you see a vehicle in, in real life yeah. rather than pictures. Yeah. Um, you can kind of get a sense for its size, its overall look and, and feel. Um, there was a big controversy of, um, of them moving the, the uh, transmission shifter a little bit closer to the passenger. Huh. So, so you see how it is? You know, it's kind of on the passenger side yeah. of the vehicle. And I sat in it, and it felt totally natural. You know, because, like we said, the, the mid-size trucks are a little bit narrower than full-size trucks. Right. And I didn't feel like I was encroaching on the passenger by shifting gears. But also, it felt at hand. So, I think overall, and I'm over 6'2", I felt really comfortable in the driver's seat. So, let's talk about the tech that goes into this vehicle and what makes it unique. Um, first of all, the exterior design, I don't believe any sheet metals shared between this truck and the Colorado other than maybe one of the, some of the door or something like you know what I mean like almost nothing else really yeah it's, it wasn't like they changed the badge exactly which they is really what they went used through to it do. Yeah, yeah they really went through they it two completely different personalities on these trucks at least externally also what I did notice is that on both the one that you're looking at here the ZR2 and also on the collar or on the Canyon uh, either there is a provision to put a winch in or there actually is a winch that is something that is for a mid-sized truck unheard of. 
Yeah, at least from the factory. Yes. Or at least as a dealership installed exactly. option. And let, that's what we're saying, golden age of midsize trucks. Bingo. I mean, this is this is huge. This is important. So, um, yeah, I, let's talk about the tech and the powertrain. You asked me about powertrain and I yep. kind of glanced over it. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm used to so, it. It's okay. <laughs> So the frame, let's start with the frame. The frame sure. is, is similar to what it was before. It's, it's mostly fully boxed steel. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very strong platform, which right. is another great thing. And it's not just on the high-level trucks. The frame is the same across the uh, line. Going all the way across from the base uh, model. Obviously. Up. So the work truck, if you choose the work truck, you can still have the benefit of that. They stretch the uh, wheelbase by about 3.1 inches. Which is, that's a notable amount of distance. Exactly. And so they push the front axle a little bit forward, uh, forward mm -hmm. and they really wanted to, you know, that approach angle, the kind of the capability, and also the look of the truck. Yeah. So, uh, so it helped them with that. It, they said it's also kind of helpful with kind of the ride quality. We haven't driven it yet. Well, it makes sense. A lot of vehicles that have a short wheelbase tend to have at least on-road. Kind of like bucking exactly, or something. Exactly, especially on the highway, whereas in a longer wheelbase tends to make it for a much more gracious ride and much yeah. more, you know. Yeah, so I think they were kind of shooting for that yeah. um, a little bit. Um, of course, uh, they went all-turbocharged gas engine. So the diesels are no more. The 2.8 is gone. Right. Uh, the baby Duramax is gone. The 3.6 V6 is it gone. Is gone. The 2.5 liter gas engine is gone. Now, the question is, is it three different levels of, diesel, or of turbo uh, four-cylinder? So uh, they, they kind of, and we don't have all the specs quite yet, yeah. but it looks like GMC wanted to simplify it okay. in the matter of kind of premium offering. So they wanted to offer the high output version of the 2.7 turbo. Right. And also the suspension, they wanted most of all of the trucks to be riding at that lifted position. So... So in the Chevy, and this is a little bit more budget-minded, right? Uh -huh. uh, you have the work truck, you have the um, the um, LT mid-level truck, mid-level trucks, and then you have the ZR Z71s. Right. So you have the the three different engines as well available. And three different tuning of that engine. Right. Right. So the GMC just went premium. So they're they're going a little bit more towards you know high output version of that engine, uh, which is 310 horsepower, <laughs> which is now matching the output of the Nissan Frontier. Which is Frontier right. was the leader here. Yeah, and also torque numbers are huge. And torque mon mon numbers blow everybody out of the water. Yeah, uh, which which is insane. Four hundred and four hundred and thirty. Four hundred and thirty pounds. I mean, that's in more the than, Yeah, and that's more than a lot of V8s that are out there, which is just insane. So, okay, so the GMC one engine option, one transmission, right? That's also the eight speed, which exactly. has been revised, from yes. what I understand. Yes. Okay, so. Really, what the options come down to when it comes to drivetrain is what type of four-wheel drive do you want if you want a four-wheel drive? Exactly. Okay. So what do we have? And, and then also, so yeah, so if you're going for that high-end 84X, right, edition mm -hmm. one, you're getting double selectable lockers Front like rear. the ZR2. You're getting this. Underbody cameras. Okay, for those of you who cannot see, he is pointing to a camera which is underneath the body of the vehicle. This is a mid-size pickup On the frame truck. member. Right. And this is one out of two cameras. Mm -hmm. So there's two of them. So on the same kind of cross member underneath the truck, and this is, imagine where the driver and passenger sit in the yeah. front. If you kind of looked below it, similar to where like the, um, the transfer case and the transmission are, mm -hmm. um, this is where the cameras are mounted. So one of, a, one of the cameras underneath the body is pointing forward towards the wheels in the front, right. and the other one is pointing towards the rear wheels. So technically in your screen, you could select which view you want, 
if you want to look at the obstacles you're driving over. And they also have, uh, and I haven't played with this, uh, little sprayers. Yeah, I can see little squirters on the side. Once again, uh, the picture that's on the screen shows these little boxes that are next to the camera eye that look like they squirt water onto it. So that way... To wash it off, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. It's on the bottom of the vehicle. It's immediately going to get dirty. Um, very, very cool. I would imagine there's tons of guys who are like, I don't want to pay $10,000 more for cameras. Agreed. But at the same time, there's also the other group was saying, $10,000 for extra cameras? That's awesome. Or I'm paying high money. I want my cameras. Yeah, I want or my cameras. Whatever, you know, know I, I basically want what they put on the Hummer with the exception of the extremely heavy <laughs> powertrain. <laughs> yes. This is really cool. So um, one thing that the AT4 package has been doing in the past is they've been offering a lot of camera views and something that we've noted before, that it's, their camera systems are some of the best out there in the, in the industry. Now they've gone a step further with this little pickup, which is interesting to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, uh, we talked about the interior a bit. We talked about the screens, the cameras. Um, the suspension, of course, has been retuned. Uh, we're showing now an image of the 84 next to the 84X. Uh, edition one next to a Denali uh, as far as the canyon range is concerned mm -hmm. um, and you can kind of see a lot of similarities but you don't have to get one you, you know you have choice right obviously and the prices yeah. are going to be different by the way I spoke about price so edition one which is going to be kind of the premier new canyon right. starts at uh, just under 64 Jeez, Louise are you kidding me thousand dollars all right. So, how far does it go from there? Well, that that's the that's the that's the end. That's the end of it. But I mean, do we have a baseline where these things start? Uh, no, not quite yet. It's forty-ish. Okay. So they okay. start around the forty-ish because, by the way, they're all crew cabs. There's no extended cab, nope. short cab okay. option, no long bed. So option they really right did now. simplify it. Well, simplified for them. It did, they didn't simplify it for us. <laughs> no, God no. Because some guys still want a work truck with a longer bed that's small. Right. And you, can you get that with Chevy now? No. So you can't even get that no. with Colorado either? No. The beds are five foot two inches long. Across the board. Across the canyons and the Colorado lineup. Maybe in another model year in the future, they might introduce more variants of mm -hmm. this. Yeah. But at least for right now, at least, quote unquote, simplify. But it helps them. It doesn't help us. Well, sure. I mean, you, they don't have to worry about adding extra things to their line as they're building. Or them. testing it or, right, you know. Right. Uh, Crash testing and certifying certifications and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I look at these trucks. First of all, I, I think they're really attractive. Um, and there's a couple things I noticed right off the bat. First of all, thank you for having proper hooks up front, uh, General Motors. Also, I'm looking at the center one. That's the AT4X, right? Mm -hmm. And that has not only a beefy-looking front bumper push bar, which yeah. they're not going to call it that for legal reasons. They'll probably call it a light bar. Uh, but that looks like a winch that is integrated right there. Yeah, a winch that's already um, is an accessory. There's a light bar, like you said. There's like a little hoop right in the front of the bumper. They're referring it to it as a safari bar. I love it when they call them. For, the, for the safaris. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, um, and, and then also skid plates, of course, are there. Skid plates are there. And also I'm looking at uh, what looks like rock sliders integrated. Heck yeah. With with a high-end, what are those, Nerf bars up above them or something like that? No, That's, it's a one-piece. So oh, it's kind of like a, a rock protector. Gotcha. But it's true. Like, it's uh, we've tested a um, similar setup on the Sierras, uh -huh. and I've hit them several times during my first drive. And they hold the weight. Don't let Roman know. Uh, uh, okay. um, so the, the real question here is, 
Um, are these the most capable off-road vehicles out there, period? And I'm going to say damn close to that. Why? Because we're talking about relatively lightweight. Do you have the weights offhand? Do you know them? Um, well, actually, uh, that's the bad news. Mm. The weights did increase. Oh, it increased? Yeah, oh. the weights increased. And you know why? Well, partially because the whole vehicle is a smidge longer than it was before because uh. of that additional wheelbase. But the whole truck only grew like half an inch to an inch. Gotcha. It didn't grow that much. But all the tech and now the sunroofs are now here. Oh, yeah. The sunroofs weren't there before. Wow. And all the technology and all the cameras, that weighs something. And so on average, it's like two to 300 pounds uh, that the weight increased. Uh, generation to generation, uh, which is not good, as we know. Yes, yeah, extra weight is you know, weight is always the killer off road and on road, but it also does have a ton of torque. All right, what about the suspension system, real quick? I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the same one as the uh, Chevrolet uh, uh, Colorado, right? Yeah. So the at the top level, it is DSSV by Multimatic, so mm -hmm. it's spool valve shocks. Uh, they have proven themselves. Yes, they have. Um, in the previous generation, of course, a little bit retuned for different weight, different mm -hmm. different suspension, um, slightly different geometries there. Um, but they're back, and of course, every other model still has the latest suspension. But it's not like a name brand; it's just General Motors uh, tuning. Gotcha. So, so there we have it. But they're not using like Bilstein or Fox. Are those thirty threes or thirty fives? Thirty threes. They look huge on the truck, though, don't they? Yeah, and I think that's helped by the 17-inch wheel, uh, uh, because you have you still have that sidewall, right? That's real still there. sidewall, yeah, yeah, which is great on the tire. Yeah, it is on that. Then again, you go and look at the uh, Denali, and that has what a 20-inch on it. It's huge. Yeah, and I think maybe even 21s. Jeez. Um, yeah. So if you want a little bit more detail, Tommy had an in-person right. uh, videos of the Denali and also the 84. Is that on TFL truck? Uh, it's on slightly different channels. So to simplify it for you, <laughs> alltfl.com. That's so right. So one-stop shop. You can check out the Denali. You can check out the 84. And, of course, the 84X. We have videos of all of them. Okay. So that kind of puts a nail in the, the GMCs. We, 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 they're more capable. They're more powerful, more expensive, um, and less complicated when it comes to buying one because you only have a few choices. Yeah, and of course prices have gone up. Like we mentioned, sixty-four grand for the top of the line model, right? That's and it comes with a lot of accessories. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, but, but, I'm sure it's uh, comp competitive. Yeah, but I think, and we'll when the configurator goes live, mm -hmm. you know, so we can build them. We'll do another video about this. But I think around forty to forty-five-ish. That's kind of where you could buy a more affordable version That's of, where the of these trucks. Are, yeah. yeah, and also the Chevy Colorado. Let's briefly mention this. Yeah, the Chevy Colorado has a Trail Boss, which is now its own trim. Mm -hmm. So we're, they're using where the success they've had the Silverado Trail Boss, right? Right. Hugely successful nameplate now. Uh, we owned one for almost a year. It was a great truck. Yeah. So they're transferring that recipe down to the Colorado, which is going to be more affordable. Which is going to be awesome. So it won't be like the ZR2, which has all the stuff, but it'll have some stuff. It'll have a suspension lift, slightly bigger tire than before. It'll have a little bit more width. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a proper setup. So right. that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about I couldn't see it in person. I really wanted to. I really wanted to see the trail boss in person, but I, I, I wasn't able to. Well, I'm sure that they'll give you access fairly soon. I hope so. Yeah, come on. You're, you're, you're Andre. Um, so... <laughs> The bottom line is that, obviously, Chevrolet, they're ma still making the value leader amongst their tr small trucks, then GMC. Totally makes sense in that respect. Um, okay, now we're over to Ford, and that looks a lot like the new Ranger. Raptor. 
That's a Ranger Raptor. Yeah, look at that. Look at the side That things. looks like a prototype. So I want to shift gears. Yes. So by the way, the GM midsize trucks will go on sale in the first half of 2023. Gotcha. So um, we don't have the order date yet, but soon, within the next couple of months or so, you'll, people will be able to order their trucks and the production will start. And early in 2023, the all new generation of the GM midsizers will be starting on to go on sale. I'm really excited to see what they can really do. It, it sounds like they're going to be super capable. And I think they're going to give the uh, Gladiator a run for its money. Yeah. Which, which really is, is the best is, in class for off-roading. Which is really where the off-road capability, I think, the benchmark, the current benchmark kind of agree. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing that can really outdo it other than, well. So I want to close the GM section with a comment from Daniel Rates from Patreon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Daniel actually had a couple questions we addressed last time. Remember subscription model and paying extra for OnStar? Yeah. Remember all that? Yeah. Um, so Daniel, is like we're having a conversation. Um, Daniel says, uh, updating my comment on software upgrades and charging, I agree with Andre that subscription charges for mandatory additions like OnStar are not cool. Yep. So he is commenting there. But he says there's still room to charge for additional features. I totally agree with Daniel there. Yeah. Remember, so it just it just cannot be. You can't put the genie in the bottle, right? If it was a if it was around before, optionally, you cannot make it mandatory easily, at least, or at least no. charge a lot for it. I agree a hundred percent. So that's Daniel. So now, then we're gonna move on to another question, uh, slightly later from Jason. So let's keep that in our back pocket. Okay, okay. but let's talk about the Ranger because this is a big topic. The all-new next-generation Ranger has been unveiled for the rest of the world. Right. I'm very jealous. Yeah, but I'm also, we're seeing so many other trucks pop out from Ford. I mean, they just came out with their new Raptor R. I mean, yes. and they just came out with a new Bronco Raptor, right? I mean, these things And just, the Maverick Tremor. Right, right. So I can understand that they're just like spacing things out. And maybe they were waiting to see what General Motors was going to do. Maybe they're waiting to see what Toyota is going to do. Ooh, Toyota. We'll, we'll discuss Toyota a little bit later because right. alphabetically now we're moving, we're moving on. So let's let's talk about what Ford's doing. Yeah. So the Ranger came out, uh, returned back, right, to our market in 2019. Right. They disappeared uh, in 2011, I think. Right. Yes, uh, approximately. Right. And uh, it's a great entry. I think you and I agree that the new turbocharged motor they used in the in the Ranger is quite good. Yeah, it's backed by a ten-speed automatic, which is also has proven to be pretty solid. Yeah, we've we've did them fuel efficiency runs in it, off-roading, everything. And, and while it, and while it's not perfect, and there were a couple minor issues here and there, the truck as a package is a really good package. Yeah, we've we've commented before about the kind of dated interior, mm -hmm. some of the technology that wasn't. I mean, they did improve technology in a big way for the American market, right? Uh, but still, it just feels a little bit old as far as appearance, right? Yeah, it immediately lagged behind, like only a year after it was introduced from some of the other competitors out there. And, you know, it's interesting because so much of the truck is just inspired and awesome. Its off-road capability was already built in, and we love that turbocharged engine. It proved to be one of the fastest mid-sized trucks we've ever driven at the time. Yeah, and acceleration, even at high elevations, has been really great. Right. So, so all of those things are really, really, really great. Um, and so now we're looking forward, right? Because mm -hmm. midsize segment, like we said, is, is growing and it's, it's really heating up. Um, unfortunately, the news is that we have to wait a little bit longer uh -huh. for the next Ranger. 
Okay. So originally, uh, when we've been doing some videos, we called it 2023. Mm -hmm. Now we have unofficial information. This is not coming from Ford directly, but it's coming from a source at uh, FordAuthority.com mm -hmm. that we'll have to wait until 2024 model year oh, man. for the new Ranger. So it, it makes sense because they're, they're, a lot, they're introducing a lot of stuff in 2023. Maybe it, they wanted to space it apart. Maybe yeah. they did run away. Yeah, and one of the um, issues not issues, but logistics that has to do with this, is that the Ranger currently is built in Wayne, Michigan, right? Right, right. And, and this is where the Bronco is built, right. the two-door and four-door big Broncos. They, they, they share, yeah. They share the factory. Right. So, so and there's so much, so much uh, excitement about the Bronco. Oh, demand is through the roof. Yeah, so I think Ford, and this is not Ford's statement once again, it's, it's my perception, uh -huh. but it seems like they're prioritizing the Bronco a little bit more. Uh, the Ranger sales have been down significantly over the last several months and year. So I think they're just trying to get the Broncos some breathing room, build a lot of Broncos, and then really hit the Ranger strong coming next year. So the rumor is right now, unofficially, is that we'll see it somewhere around May of next year. Okay. So, but it will be more capable. It will be, you know, turbocharged power will return. Mm -hmm. uh, the Raptor is all but done as far as returning to the U.S. or right. actually being available in the U.S. And, dude, you know, you know the, they're rumored to use the same Bronco Raptor engine in the Ranger Raptor. Oh, the Raptor. three liter? Yeah, the three liter t twin turbo. Wow. <laughs> Talk about power and torque. My God, My it'll be goodness. Fast. It's going to melt the tires. So in the Bronco Raptor, the output is 418 horsepower and 440 pound-feet of torque. That would be a monster of an well, engine. Especially considering how much less this weighs versus the Bronco Raptor, right? Yeah, it it's should a, weigh it should, a bit less. A lot, I think a yeah. lot less. Yeah. And it's going to be a scorcher. But that's provided that this actually happens. We have nothing official to say that this is happening for sure. Yeah. Who knows? It may have a four-cylinder air sucker that basically has no power, which I doubt. But, uh, but the, they, may, they may continue the current 2.3 turbo. Which is still which, a fine which, engine. Which, yeah, and they have like performance uh, packs for it from Ford Performance where you can boost power in an acceptable way by the factory, right? Right. There's another rumor that mm -hmm. uh, they're considering using the seven-speed manual transmission that is available on the wrap, sorry, on the Bronco, yes, on the base model, and possibly have it as an option available on the next generation. Uh, this is just a rumor, okay, but it makes sense because they're using the same, um, you know, essentially the same mechanics that go into a Ford Ranger in a Ford Bronco. So, putting this in there, I'm not saying it would be easy, but it sounds like it wouldn't be as difficult as adapting a brand new transmission for it now, that is a seven speed manual transmission mind you so with the crawler gear so to speak with the crawler gear yeah. um and if they were to put that in the ranger it would definitely change the whole game because people are moving away from manual transmissions and pickups Com completely yeah across the industry yeah, yeah. That, right now it's just toyota awesome. and jeep are the only yeah. two who offer it for now and, and also, uh, what they what else they can borrow from the Bronco is maybe even the coil sprung rear axle. Why not? Because right now the Ranger is using springs, uh, right. leafs. I'm, I'm sorry, leafs. Um, they can go to coils, um, get a little bit more, tra you know, better traction, better positioning on the axle with the multi-link system. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and they could also so. And also, if you look at the current Bronco, like my my good friend Destin, mm -hmm. right, purchased a base Bronco four door. 
with a 10 speed. He decided to go automatic mm -hmm. because, you know, he has a larger family now. Right. He wants more people to drive. He loves manuals, but he decided for whatever reason not to choose it. But he only paid 34000 for his 2.3 powered four-door Bronco. Affordable, right? How long did he wait to get it? Here's another kicker. He ordered it late last year in like October, November timeframe. Yeah. Expecting to wait years. He just, you know, on a whim, just went in and, and ordered it. And it showed up. When was it? Uh, a couple months ago. That was like May or June. Really? It surprised them. And I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I, I think what happened, because it was a base order, they decided to um, satisfy it because he didn't have fancy cameras. He didn't have all the features, all the lockers, all the options. But he didn't want it. He wanted an affordable four-wheel drive vehicle. Didn't we do a video with him on this vehicle? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so oldtfl.com. Altfl.com like will tell you where to find it. Yeah, so so I, I'm hoping Ford can do the same with the Ranger. It right? would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, you don't have to spend 70 grand for the Raptor version. You could, mm -hmm. right? I'm just pulling a number out of the air. Right. But maybe for 35 grand or 40, you can get an actually capable off-road pickup truck that we all love. That And that's what we've been asking for. And I know a lot of you guys have been asking for it as well because... Pricing is going through the roof. Ford does have the ability to make inexpensive trucks that are have decent quality. Will they go that far with the Ranger? That remains to be seen. Yeah, we can't speak you know, definitively yet. Ah. But what we can say is that there is another truck in the segment mm -hmm. that may not be off-roady, but still interesting. Oh, so much so that I almost bought one. I, no, I mean, I literally had money in hand okay. to order one. But I could not find what I wanted. I had a, um, a price point for buying my next vehicle, and I wanted to keep it under 40 grand, well under 40 grand, actually. And that was just what I was told to do from my boss, the wife. And I could not find a Honda Ridgeline that came anywhere near that. Even the ones that were used in the fleet, which I even like asked Honda. Like yeah. test vehicles. Test vehicles, like the red one we had, which is also in this picture that uh, Andre's uh, in. That one, its value is so high that currently it is worth more. <laughs> I, sh I kid you not. I didn't say I, it. I, I, I kid you not. Okay. Um, it's worth more now than it was new, which is just which mind boggling. Is, which is now true for some Tacomas and also Gladiators. I, too. It makes no sense to me at all. And but, many other vehicles. Which mean, it just makes it. That much harder to be uh, oh. someone buy it. But here's why I was going to buy it. Very comfortable interior, especially for big guys. The latest Ridgeline. Yeah, the la yes. latest Ridgeline. Um, pretty good capacity in terms of its what it can haul in its bed. It's got a wide bed. It's got a really deep uh, trunk back there that's also yep. part of it. Yep. Uh, Multi-capable tailgate, which my wife really liked. And it can tow 5,000 pounds. Um, decent fuel economy with the new nine-speed transmission. Really, the only thing I didn't like about it was the push-button transmission. I just wasn't a big fan of push-buttons. But just a really good all-arounder for commuting. That was it. I wasn't going to do serious off-roading. I wanted a commuter that everybody in my family could drive. So this almost was my vehicle, but it was just a little too expensive. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, they also have the HPD, Honda Performance uh, Development versions of it, which we're showing here. Which is really a trim um, package. Yeah, and I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't put it in the same sentence as the ZR2 Absolutely by not. any means. No. Or any, any like, true off-road uh, version. Now, while the wheels do look really cool, and they do, they, they hold, there's no real reason to have this package because those tires that are on the wheels, 
they're Firestones and they look really cool, like kind of beefy from the side. Honestly, they're not off-road tires. They're basically all-season tires that can handle a little bit of mud and snow, but they're not built for off-roading, even though they look it from the side. The whole purpose of those tires is to look cool. I, I, that's the truth. And the other truth is that Honda is still selling every Ridgeline they can make. They're really uh, popular. They're very successful. They're not like beating like Colorado or Toyota, of course, on numbers, but they're satisfied with like, I think they're selling about 4,000 Ridgelines a month in but the country. But it's consistent. Under, very I mean, consistent. Think about how yeah. since they came out with this thing, the sales have been like rock solid. Rock solid, and they're still satisfied with their business, of yeah. course, here. So there is a use case for this truck. There, there is indeed. And then on top of that funny thing, you would think that they'd consider making a uh, hybrid version of this or PHEV. Haven't heard anything about that. There were some rumors. Nothing's happened yet. But the next Pilot is around the corner. Yes. Because uh, we've seen prototypes of the next Honda Pilot. Yes. And Honda Pilot shares a lot with the Ridgeline. Not only that, but there will be an HPD version of the Pilot. Exactly. So maybe in a couple of years, we may see some action here. Uh, in the Ridgeline space. We suspect so. I mean, it makes sense, right? So we'll see what happens. But it, a good, solid all-arounder for people who don't do hardcore off-roading. Yes. Uh, speaking about more hardcore off-roading. Bingo. The next truck. Transition right uh, into the uh, Rubicon version of the uh, uh, Gladiator. Yep. And so Gladiator is a new entry, too. It yeah. came out in 2020. Yeah. So just within the last couple of years, we've had... So much new stuff here. We've even owned one. TFL had one that we owned yeah. for about a year, I think. Yeah, we had, um, uh, what was it, the Mojave Desert Color. Yeah, um, and we did some modifications to it, and really good ones, too. Um, the thing about that uh, this vehicle, once again, even the entry-level price is steep. Uh, you basically, you're around forty grand just on the base model, but on the base model, you still get standard four-wheel drive. Uh, and you still can get a, a manual transmission. Otherwise, you're, you're getting an eight-speed for, I think, 1500 bucks more. Um, so you do get a lot of capability. And then on top of that, you also have the only truck in the business that is a convertible or can be a convertible, which none of the other trucks can do. So there are unique features to the Gladiator. It has a very long wheelbase, uh, but it's still very capable off-road, even right out of the box. Uh, we've proven it. Interesting vehicle, but... It's already getting a little old, Andre. Well, it's still very attractive in my eye. Yeah, I agree. In fact, um, I was, I was, I haven't told you this, but I've been looking at gladiators for a personal vehicle. Oh. Um, so I, 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 I've, I found the same obstacle you did. I was looking at used gladiators, and they were higher priced than the new ones. Isn't that insane? And the new ones don't exist. Yeah. I know. I, the, 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 that's why. There's no inventory. Yeah. So, and why was I looking at one? I, I So, first of all, they tow up to about 7,000 pounds and more. Yeah, in, with the right trim. Uh, with the right trim and right axles. Um, so, I need to tow a 6,000-pound boat. As you know, uh, we have a ski boat. Yeah. Um, so, it, it fit my use case for towing, just on limited distances. I didn't want to cross, uh, cross-country tow right. with it. Uh, also, it's... Really, I mean, it's unique because you can remove the top and doors. Exactly. It's it's, it's Name another pickup truck where you can remove the top and doors. Well, you can remove the top and doors on any truck. Oh, but, 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 it, with, a, <laughs> but with a Sawzall. <laughs> but in a, putting them back on is relatively easy with the Gladiator. And the thing about the Gladiator is it was designed from the offset to be like this. So it has a proper cage that's there to support the vehicle once you pull the doors off, once you drop the window even yeah. and pull the top. Um, also, there's so many things you can do with it. It is the most customizable truck that is out there in terms of even novices being able to just to bolt stuff on there and make it look cool. 
I, I love the truck. Once again, it was it was one of the ones I really wanted. Uh, I wanted essentially a sport with the six-speed manual, and I wanted to build it up a little bit, make it mm-hmm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But I was already well over the $40,000 mark. Yeah, and that was and, for a new one. And actually, uh, um, we were in shock, you and I, about the $64,000 price in the GMC 84X Edition 1. Right. But you can I, just, I just built, I just configured the Jeep Gladiator online uh-huh. uh, yesterday, and I hit 71000 and you with, didn't the di- with the diesel. With the diesel. With the diesel, with all the trimmings, mm-hmm. you know, Rubicon with painted fenders and really nice uh, hard top and soft top. Sure. Um, 71000 Which is a shame because that is a lot of dough for what is basically a mid-sized truck that can go off-road with straight axles. Yeah, but so their whole lifestyle take on this, and I think this is where a lot of mid-sized manufacturers are going, so they're moving away from the longer beds, unfortunately, which is, which is you know, my passion is like simple trucks. Right, right. Right? Uh, but they're moving into this, like, lifestyle. Let's go, you know, let's put a tent on top of this. Let's, let's go into the nature and let's, Show let's guys do all with, this with stuff. with bicycles and man buns yeah, you know, and, and, and whatnot and doing the thing. people fishing off the back of it or right, something. Right, right. Of course, because so, and that's the image you want to paint with and, these. And those, and those vehicles can garner those higher prices mm-hmm. because there's market for it. I mean, people are just paying it. Yes. I mean, if, so, if, if build it and they will buy. Yes. And, and, and they're buying still. Now, uh, let's move on to what this vehicle it could be for the future. We were talking about PHEVs and whatnot. Yes. Um, they did announce at Stellantis that they would be electrifying their entire fleet. And we suspect, in fact, they basically said it without completely saying it, that the 4xe setup that's available in the Wrangler, something like it, will move on to the Gladiator. When? I thought it would be 2023, but it's beginning to look like it's going to be later. Well, they announced a new color for 2023, yeah. which was that bright, bright neon yellow. Yeah, I wrote that story up. Velocity. Didn't they call it Velocity or mm-hmm. something? Yep. It's, so, it's, it's like a highlighter marker. Yes. But, but so we may have to wait a little bit longer. Um, but uh, I think that's what will make this truck once again unique, distinct. Yeah. Uh, because nobody else is hinting. I mean, Toyota, there's some rumors about a hybrid uh, Tacoma. Yeah. Right? Uh, but but Jeep can have, they could beat actually Tacoma to the market with a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid or a, pr- or a plug-in. I think that they will go plug-in hybrid if they can beat everybody else. That would be awesome because then that would be their claim to fame. Hey, we are the first to have a plug-in hybrid, you know, version or whatever. Um, and it could be it could be pretty cool for you people out there who are looking at getting something that is definitely a little bit more efficient than a regular Gladiator. Yeah, or like you said, we, we want to keep if you if you're budget minded, mm-hmm. you could get the sport they mentioned. You won't get the lockers or the giant, you know, beefier axles. Anti, but you still get the anti-spin rear axle, which is a pretty good one. Yeah, and you can upgrade the tires if you don't need to crawl the Rubicon. Yeah, literally, then you can still save some money, get the sport. Don't get the diesel. No, because the diesel is a higher price Ridiculously option. Ridiculously expensive and yes. heavy. Yes, uh, get the standard V6. Yeah. it's proven. The Pentastar has been around for decades, it seems. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it, just get that and be happy. I would agree, and I suspect that the new powertrains that uh, FCA, sorry, Stellantis is coming out with, we're going to see those in this Jeep as well in the near future. But that's a whole different story. Let's switch gears. Because I want to talk about this truck. Yes, and we have a Patreon question about it. Exactly. And that is exactly where I want to go with this because I really do like this truck. Nissan Frontier. 
What a great track. Redesigned completely for 2022, just about a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, and still on the market and sales success. They've been able to keep production numbers relatively high. They're selling every frontier they're making yep. very, very quickly. I see a lot of them on the, on the roads, on the streets. Yeah, I have to. Uh, so I, I'm showing kind of a what they call the hard body concept. This is not something you can buy like right now. Which is a shame because it is so retro awesome. But it's retro awesome. It's got a lift. It's got beefy tires. The wheels come directly from the 80s. I love it. Yeah, love it, it. it's really cool. The thing about the Nissan, well, first of all, there's a couple things. Uh, for those of you who are interested in a very unique used vehicle, I think it's the 2020 Nissan Frontier. Has this powertrain, but it has the old body. And that is a really unique vehicle. And I don't know if it'll ever be collectible, but it has that great powertrain. This That 3.8 liter V6 puts out 310 horsepower, I believe. Yeah, it has been and still is the horsepower king in the segment. Yeah. I until mean, we see this the new turbo engine from Colorado. Correct. Um, really good powertrain, though. We've, we've driven around in it. With a nine-speed. With a nine-speed automatic yep. transmission, which is a similar nine-speed that's in the uh, Titan. Um, its proportions are quite good. Its interior is really good. It rides fantastic. It's a very quiet, easy to truck, truck to drive. And I would say that the only truck that's better than it in its class is the Honda Ridgeline, which might have a slightly more comfortable interior. And just in terms of comfort mm -hmm. and ride. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of off-road capability, you can get the Pro 4X, which has a locking rear diff, has suspension beefing, has uh, some armor, and is a much more capable truck. Oh, that looks really cool. If you guys can't see this, this is a Pro 4X. Uh, uh, this is a trim that's not available either, right? Yeah, it's a con I'm sorry I'm teasing you guys with concepts Damn here. Damn you. Uh, it's got steel it has wheels. painted steelies. Oh, they look so cool. I love painted steelies. Anyway, uh, but here, so the Pro 4X, I agree with you, uh, is a frontier that would be my choice. But one issue we discovered um, really off-roading and putting it through its spaces, it needs a little bit more clearance. Which is something that they have a problem with the Titan as well. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because Nissan knows off-roading. They really know it. I mean, they've done really well. Yeah. And you would think that they'd be willing to add an extra half inch here or an extra inch there or whatever. Well, they will be offering uh, kits, um, Nismo, performance, off-road performance parts, right. which I love. And Nissan, please accelerate that. Yes. If it's not available cross-country, please you know, make it so. Make, make it so. Make it so. <laughs> uh, because um, if you are, I mean, if the pro current Pro4X from the factory is okay for you, fine. Yeah. But if you want more clearance, if you want to go further. They have a leveling kit. Uh, they have a leveling kit. They have shock, different shocks that you can choose um, through the dealership. So it's still warranted, you know, it's still all kind of certified. Right. So, so that's really exciting. Re really, there's only one downside to this truck com uh, compared to some of the other trucks. It has, in terms of payload and especially towing, it's not up there as... It's e not the highest no, in the class. No, not even close, actually, really, if you think right. about it. So what's its rating? 6,000? Uh, yeah, it's like 6,400 6, pounds, where most of the, um, the highest level is like 76, 7,700 pounds. Exactly. For towing. And this actually is the same number that they've had for years. So it hasn't really changed, even though they have a beefier powertrain altogether. But regardless of that, if you're not someone who has to tow with a mid-sized truck, you are talking about a vehicle that is one of the least expensive if you go for the base model version of this. Mm -hmm. There is a king cap version of it. There are a variety. With a longer bed. With a longer bed. Yep. Um, there, so there are options out there. And Nissan is getting them out there. You know who recently bought a bunch of these? Hmm. Uh, uh, rental car agencies. Really? Yeah, I've seen a few of them out okay. there with rental stickers well, on Well, I've them. seen Tacomas at uh, the rental fleets. Right. So I, 
this is just fine. Right. But I, I think that's also helped Nissan in terms of their, you know, juicing their numbers just, a little bit. Just holding but numbers. I got to tell you, this is just a great truck. And yes, I will say it right now. This, compared to most of the Toyotas out there, I would take this. Well, what about the question from Jason? Let's hit it. Okay, so Jason Aaron on Patreon.com says, uh, you know the, those old dudes that bought a truck 20 years ago and still have it? <laughs> I love this question. Uh, we, we do know some Yeah, we people. do know a couple. Um, I want to be that old dude. I want to buy a mid-size truck, four-wheel drive for my daily, uh, tow a small boat and camper, nothing much, and that will last if I take care of it. I've narrowed it down to a Frontier or a Ridgeline. I know Nathan has been looking for something similar. What are your thoughts? Uh, th- th- they're both excellent choices, so you really can't go wrong, but... I personally would choose the Nissan slightly above the Honda. And the reason why is because he mentioned towing. And even though the Honda can go 5,000 pounds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Nissan can go a little bit more, and the Nissan has a frame. And, you know, if you're going to own a truck over time. 20 years at least. Right. Then you're going to want to have a beefy frame underneath you that can take some extra abuse because towing is a remarkably abusive thing to do to your vehicle. It stresses every part of your car or truck. And if you have a frame, it takes a majority of that weight, especially from the rear, and it can, you know, it's able to really sort it out versus having something that's going through what is essentially a unit body, even though there's a subframe in the um, in the ridge in the, line. In the ridge line. Yeah. Um, so because you mentioned towing and, you know, longevity, I would say that the Nissan makes more sense. If you didn't mention towing, then I would definitely choose the Honda. And for me, if I may. Yes, please. Um, I agree with you. Both trucks are very interesting, very mm-hmm. uh, very important. The Ridgeline and the Frontier, uh, but for me in Colorado, I live you know near Boulder. Yeah. Um, I don't want to tell my wife or my friends if I bought a Ridgeline. I cannot meet you at that trail. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I can do everything, but I cannot tell my friends. I cannot meet you at that trail. But in the Frontier, I could say that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, the more uh, off-road even, capability, it matters here. Yeah, it matters to me here. So at least for me, Jason, um, I would pick the Frontier as well. S- two different perspectives, yeah. but we both agree. And, and there is one final thing I wanted to mention. It's not that the Ridgeline can't do some mild off-roading. It, actually, it has a it, great all-wheel drive it system. It has a fantastic all-wheel drive system that can handle light off-roading. But I've done this before. I've actually damaged one when I was taken into off-roading in an area that, uh, frankly, it should have been able to handle, and it couldn't because sharp rock. The most important thing about a vehicle going off-road is tires, but the second part is clearance. And the Nissan has better clearance, better overall off-road capability, so that's where Andre's coming from. So, And I, he and I agree. There you go. Good question, though. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Jason. And I just lost my um, okay, screen. Well, so, what, so our next thing. Our next thing is this. Right. It's the king of the segment. It is the king of the segment, but it's the old king of the segment. <laughs> it is the long and tooth king. It is the it's the Roman king, I'd like to say. Who of really the sh- Roman Empire? No, 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 like the Roman Micah king. Yes. So it means should be at least in a walker, if not a wheelchair, and eating soft food. Are Look, you talking about the Tacoma? Yes. Okay. The Tacoma is just way past its due date. We know this. We know they've been testing one forever. We know they're spacing it out because they don't want to introduce it right after they introduce the brand new Tundra. We get all that. But, and I do like the way the Tacoma looks. I know they're super, super solid, but I'm sorry. It, it's on the lower part of my list because it's just really, really old. And there's new tech out there that's better. Well, so um, Tacoma has had for decades, well, first of all, it never went away from the segment. No. So it has that advantage. It has a built in uh, 
fan base across the country. Right. Huge. Uh, it's known for durability, reliability. There's some gray areas here now, right? Because mm -hmm. newer vehicles are more complex than ever before. Yes. So unfortunately, there could be some gray areas in here. But uh, I would agree with you. Uh, the interior looks a little bit dated. Oh, and it, it feels uh, but, terribly. But it's also, for me, for a taller person, it's uncomfortable. I, less comfortable. I, I totally agree. You know, we just did a video where we brought one of these to, uh, a green one, to Moab uh -huh. during Easter Jeep. Yeah. And Tommy and I did a video with it. And, we, we, you know, it was, it was good off-roader, solid truck. I had to drive it back and forth to Moab. And then I had to sit in traffic for three hours with a bad accident, typical I-70, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My back was completely out of whack. And this was with the new seat, which is electric and drops and a little slightly, bit. Further. Right. Yeah, you can raise and lower right. it. Right. I just don't fit properly. And I know some of you guys, I've, I've received literally hundreds of emails yeah. from people like, how dare you? I fit beautifully yeah. and I'm six and foot I'm, nine. And I'm, yes. You know, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. But not everybody fits comfortably in a truck. For instance, if I were to put this next to that Nissan we just talked about or the Honda I talked about, those other two trucks, I would arrive not feeling fatigued with a much more comfortable ride altogether. There's another offender on the comfort level. Mm -hmm. It's the Gladiator. I think the Gladiator, at least because the seat doesn't move forward, I mean, backward as much as I think I would prefer. Yeah. So I always feel like in the Gladiator, I'm sitting like on top of See, it. And, and you have an opposite build to that I do. So you have really long legs. I have stubby legs, but I have really long arms, like an ape. Yeah. So for me, the Gladiator kind of works, but I agree with you. It's not that comfortable either. It's better, I think, than the Tacoma. More modern seats, a little bit better seating position. And plus, you could take the roof off, which is cool. But the Tacoma has a really low roof, right? And it's just a cramped interior altogether in terms of the driver comfort. So for once again, I know that everybody's different. But at least for me, and I think Andre agrees, the comfort of the vehicle just makes it dated in itself. Not to mention the fact that it's not very efficient. Uh, right. So now... We've seen this, uh, many prototypes, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. The next generation Tacoma is coming. Right. We're expecting it for 2024 model year because 2023 Tacomas have re already been announced. Right. And they're the same with a few package changes, some color changes, some availability changes. Right. By the way, um, I got to give um, Toyota credit here because they're offering lockers in uh, many different trim levels not just their top levels right uh, you can get the trd off-road package with a, with locker. a lot yeah, locker and a suspension and there's system. also the trail package um which is actually below the off-road package right which you can also select a locker with so kudos so more affordable M more vehicles. affordable to more people out yeah. there and that's great you know despite our our gripes about it being an old vehicle which it is it still is one that can be accessible and if you get the base models they are relatively cheap. You could still get a four-cylinder engine, too. Yeah, the 2.7, uh, non-turbo. Uh, remember, so I did a video on this, oldtfl.com. Yeah. I rented one in, Indian in Indianapolis, Indianapolis uh, yeah, because right. I went to the work truck show. I wanted to arrive in style, so I wanted a pickup truck so right. on the rental lot there at Tacoma. So I grabbed it, mm -hmm. and it was fine. It was relatively efficient, but acceleration wasn't quite there. Yeah. Uh, dude, that engine dates back like 20 years. It's older than Tommy, I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it may be older than Tommy. So yeah. nothing bad. I mean, it's a pretty reliable power plant. Right. But it's very low power, like as far as acceleration and, and feel. It's just too much truck for it so, to move around. So, so, yeah. But we know for a fact 
that we are looking at a brand new Tacoma coming out. Rumors have it that there'll be a new powertrain, which makes sense. A new cab, new interior, new exterior, that all makes sense. And possibly, and we've seen evidence of this, possibly a new rear end or at least new rear suspension. Yeah, the coil. We uh, think there's going to so be coil springs. It's supposed to share a lot with the Tundra. It's right. just like a shrunken like down a baby Tundra. Like Tundra. Yeah, exactly. So it's supposed to be like a shrunken down Tundra, which means a multi-link rear suspension is very likely. Turbocharged engine is rumored, which is a 2.4 liter, yep. which is great because the Ranger is now turboed. Mm -hmm. The Colorado GMC are now tur turboed. Right. So now let's turbo everything. Turbo everything. Uh, so now the Tacoma is very likely to be, will be turbocharged. And possibly we might look at hybrids and whatnot in the future, but we, and most likely a lighter truck. And I'm guaranteeing you that they're going to make it a more efficient truck. They are looking at their bottom line. And there's also Roman saw this. Uh, saw a prototype, and we have video of this, with towing mirrors. Mm -hmm. A Tacoma with towing mirrors. That's unheard of, dude. So that means... Look at these mirrors. Yeah. These are the Tiny. only mirrors that Tacoma has ever they're, offered. They're baby mirrors. They're adorable. But they're built for aerodynamics and not for yes, towing. Yes, of course. Yeah. But, but they have an option now where, where it appears the prototype had towing mirrors. So maybe we're talking about a higher towing capability, Could which be. makes total sense. Could be. And we're not saying let's tow a house with a mid-sized truck, but it's still nice to know it's there, right? Yeah. The 7,000-pound zone seems to be sort of the sweet spot for a lot of these guys, but not everybody's doing it. Some people are like, yeah, we really don't need to, like Honda. Mm -hmm. They're like, 5,000 is enough. And I would agree with him, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you need to tow more than that, you should probably own a house. Get a bigger, yeah, bigger truck. Get, get a full-size truck. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, we got to so, wrap this up soon. Yeah, we still so, have some news. So one, one comment from Saeed on Patreon.com. Uh -huh. uh, Saeed wants us to review more in, um, like user experience, user interface. Um, ah. so he, he says, next time you do a video on a Silverado EV, can you please make note of the user interface experience and the sluggishness or quickness of it? The Silverado um, EV? Yes. He's looking towards the future. Oh, okay. Well, cool. and, and also Saeed says, uh, it seems like uh, to him that the Lightning's user interface is sluggish. Hmm. So in my experience, we own a Lightning. Yes, we do. Um, the interface is not super sluggish. It's less intuitive than I hope it would be. It's a sync... Four? It's Sync 4A, it's called. It, uh, it has an A at the end of it because it's, first of all, the giant 15-inch screen. Right. But also, it's the latest electrified vehicle gotcha, gotcha, kind yeah. of interface. But I think it could be better, definitely. They have room to improve that. So, yes, Saeed, we will be reviewing more of those systems. We will pay more attention to that because it's becoming more and more relevant. Well, more and more important, too, and to the, to the ownership experience because these things are becoming so automated. You have no choice but to actually interface with these screens, whether you like it or not. You have to now. So that will become much more of a thing. So absolutely, we will pay closer attention to that in the future. Yes. So that wraps up midsize truck madness. Right. I think you... I think we've proven this. Um, lots going on here. More capability than ever before. Hopefully more efficiency. Hopefully more efficiency. Uh, I, I wish I could say, you know, better deals to be had. No, that doesn't but exist right now. we'll have to right wait now. for better deals. You'll have to wait. But at least with capability off-road, right now the off-road capability of these trucks is unheard of. And there's more and more. And every time somebody milks a super off-road capable truck, someone else has to answer, which means that we're going to just – improve from here at least up until they no longer allow these trucks to be built <laughs> yes uh but speaking about more off-roading uh recently we have a new story and mm. you can check it out once again alltfl.com is the silverado zr2 bison yes the bison edition now bison. now gets into the silverado so 
once again, American expedition vehicles, AEV components, bumpers, skid plates, wheels, and trim. Are those skid plates boron? You betcha. Boron! So I just like saying that. Five <laughs> of them. <laughs> so if you're serious about your ZR2 mm-hmm. going off-road and you're afraid about puncturing a fuel tank, uh, touching your differential or damaging something, AEV has you covered because they have really tough... Boron steel is an alloy of steel, which is thin, but very, 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 very strong. Tough. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the front bumper of this uh, bison photo that you have up here. Yeah. And it looks like it's winch capable. It is winch capable, but they didn't say, they didn't show pictures of a winch. Right. So you could add one later, but it's not part of the package. By the way, starting price is, drum roll, $78,490. Oh. Seventy-eight grand, huh? So, but that's all in. That's not just the ZR2, which starts at about $69,000. Right. It's also the tech package you get on top of it, with ah. heads-up display, uh, also uh, sunroof. Um, and then, of course, I'm estimating eight to $9,000 of uh, boron steel <laughs> attached to it. So I'm looking at the front bumper, and there's something else that I'm noticing. Yep. Are those cutouts in the front for feet? That's what it appears to be. Doesn't it look like that? Yes. So for those of you who are not able to see this, if you're listening to this. Um, right in the, here. Yeah, in the front of the truck, they're, just like in the rear of you know, the full-size trucks, there's a cutout, which looks like it's a place to step. Which, like with tread. With tread. That's, that's, that's the whole point. Otherwise, it would look like an intake. And it really does look like a place to do that. And if you're a serious off-roader, having other places that you can climb all over your truck actually could be pretty cool. Yes. Um, for example, if you have maybe like a canoe strapped on top of it or a roof rack or a tent or a camper or a camper, or maybe you're fighting a bear in the wild, F- fighting a couple bears. Yes. Yeah, and you need to climb on your bears. truck yeah. very quickly. I think those steps uh, could come in handy, but I'm afraid, you know what I thought of hmm. like working on your engine. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking when there's a step. Yeah. So I, I I'm don't sure want, there's a lot of Ford that's guys a bad out, image. Yeah. There's Ford and Ram guys out there are like, yes, that's right. That's what you do with it. But it, no. it, it really does look like that's what um, AEV was doing with his bumpers, that they added on what looked like front steps. And then on top of that, they have these really large ports that look like they can almost hold a snowplow. Yeah, and the, these are also like the toe attachments, so you yeah, can put so you like can... D-rings into it. Um, or and, tow it, flat tow it maybe behind uh, Well, it. no, no flat towing. <gasps> No, you Bad. can't flow tow? No, because it never breaks. Oh, no. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, but no, like but, for but, motorhomes. No, but AEV is, um, is known for this, right? Yeah. Really tough bumpers. Uh, heavy really armor. Heavy armor and also ability to add lights, right? Uh, yeah. and, and more lights and, of course, winches. And their unique wheel design, of course, is there. So um, I'm pretty happy about this. So, like I said, if you are serious about your expeditions and your off-roading, you should look at this. But if you just want a really capable truck and you're occasionally going off-road, just, you could just choose another Trail Boss or maybe a ZR2. Yeah, the Trail Boss is a phenomenal package, It really just yeah. as it is. Yeah. And the same goes, you know, the equivalent with almost everybody throughout, the, you know, Ram with their Rebel. You know, all, all of these other trucks have a trim that's below their major total expensive trim. These are Halo brands, ba- basically Halo names to yeah. bring you into the dealership or online. And then from there, you choose the slightly lesser one, which you'll be surprised is still super capable. Absolutely. And, you know, I have a theory Hmm. before we close this Hmm. out. If I buy a less expensive truck and I'm willing to bash it and have a good time, the guy who spent another 20 grand to get one of these might not be willing to go up that dangerous trail I just went up. 
So in, I, I think so. So one way to look at it is I'm now more capable by spending less money. I oh, think that's a really fair way. Is of that a fair it. way yeah. to say it? So if I buy a uh, Although, Hyundai Santa Cruz, that means that I am more in tune with the off-roading community. No, it's not. Well, until you <laughs> bash your plastic chin into a rock. Which has I, which, been done before. Which could be done. <laughs> so yeah. Approach angles are not exactly what the Hyundai's known for. However, a really good little trucky thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so anyways, so there you have it. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, stay tuned till next week. Another Talking Trucks episode is coming your way. Um, also, I'm really hoping to do more interviews with industry experts, right. uh, designers, engineers. Um, as we get to more events, which we will be, uh, hopefully we'll get a little bit more. I think by the time they hear this, we might be doing the weekend for over the next week. Or uh, that's coming a little bit later. Yeah. So you'll hear this this weekend. Yeah. Uh, a and week from now, you'll he- we're, we'll we're with Overland. Overland Expo. By the way, Overland Expo, August 26th through the 28th in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, we will be there in person from 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, at Four Wheel Camper Booth. On Friday and Saturday. And also on Saturday at the Fox Shocks Booth. Oh, so we are going to be there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we're going to be all over the place. Hey, if you guys are around, come out and see us. It would be great to meet you. Exactly. In person. In person. Thank you very much. All right. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.